In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. From the Gospel reading, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This prayer is Jesus' prayer that we all may be one. It was the prayer of St. John's Church. It is our prayer. And that prayer has obviously not been answered. Last week, a distant neighbor walked by as I was climbing out of the car and a pleasant conversation skidded off into his diatribe about how the presidential election was stolen. I tried to disagree courteously, but there was a chasm between us. Finally, we just walked away from each other. There is a terrible division in our nature, nation, with a large part of the electorate believing the complete fiction that the presidential election was stolen and that the present administration is illegitimate, and a somewhat larger part seeing that false conviction is a terrible threat to American democracy. My neighbor and I get our news from different sources, so it is almost impossible for us to come together in any truth. We are divided. And then there is the matter of racism. Those like me who are convinced that it is systemic and deeply embedded in our society versus those who see it as merely individual prejudice and who see my view as a threat to their culture and way of life. We are divided. And then obviously there is disunity in the church. Jesus prayed repeatedly that we all may be one, but for centuries we have lived into the scandal of many denominations divided from each other. There has been substantial progress in the ecumenical movement among mainline Protestant churches We've come to agreements with the Lutherans and the United Methodists, but dialogues with the Roman Catholics and the Orthodox churches have frozen solid. Within Anglicanism itself, there's profound division on sex and gender. We've seen bitter court battles over property as the churches divide. Here at St. Luke's, there is a wide spectrum of theological and biblical convictions. As we try to respond, to God's clear call that we love and respect each other even when we disagree. Here we have a wide tent. We cultivate active minds that we don't have to check at the door of the church. And we do have some differing convictions rooted deeply within us. What stands over against division? Where do we find oneness? In the Gospel of John, Christ's prayer for oneness is grounded in a unity that nothing can destroy, the unity of God's own being. God is one. The most basic call of Judaism is ours as well. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Nothing we do, no division among us, can nullify that prime oneness which is reality itself. And John wants us to understand that God's oneness includes the essential oneness between Father and Son, between God and God's wisdom and word in human flesh, Jesus. For anyone who comes into communion with Jesus, God's oneness is not distant. It is immediate, as close as our next breath, our next prayer, our next action of love and of justice born of love. 
It is not possible to pray or meditate or act in love without encountering and being drawn somehow into that oneness. Love reaches out to us. The love that has always existed in God, the love which is the same thing as God's oneness. And that is a constant invitation to transformation. Love flows from love, from the infinite love that John tells us God is. That is what we are invited, invited into in every Eucharist, the sacrament of unity. Jesus' death and resurrection spilling out in bread and wine to include us in his one body. And whenever we are in touch with that unity, we find one ground beneath our feet bearing us up. And then, for all of our divisions in the church, though we do not always recognize it, we are all followers of the one Jesus. I cannot accept the modern doctrines of the Roman Catholic Church or the papal monarchy that dominates it. But when I attend a mass with my Roman Catholic daughter, we praise the same God with one voice. I do not want to minimize the pain that comes with our profound disagreements, but I do not believe that either the love of Jesus or the sincere desire to follow him is confined to one side or the other. The same, I would say, is true of my conservative evangelical relatives. We do manage to love each other over all the walls, and as much as I disagree with them on the shape of our call to justice, the oneness, the oneness and the love of the one God undergird us all, like it or not. For one thing, they and all I know, all of us know, that we are going to have to live with each other in heaven in the immediate presence of the one God. So we'd better make some room for God's unity now. Of course, we all have limited minds and hearts because we're human. And that means we'll have some different takes on God's one truth, and we will disagree. And far, far more sadly than that, sin cuts across any potential human unity. Arrogance, envy, hatred slash away at what God wills to be one. But sin, like death, does not have the last word. God does. And that word is God's wisdom and love in Jesus. No human limitations or sins can finally frustrate God's oneness. And then, what about this nation where so many don't even believe in God? Out of the wisdom and love of the one God, we are called, I believe, to pray and work, to let go of destructive anger, not the anger at injustice, which must come from love, but the anger that wants to destroy the other. We are called to pray and work that the best truth we can come up with in all humility may prevail over lies. We are called to seek any mutual respect and understanding that we can win, that justice may flow down like a great river of healing water, that true freedom be realized by all, freedom from fear, freedom from assault or false arrest, freedom from injustice, freedom to be what we are called to be in the freedom of all the children of the one God, including our seeming adversaries who feel so threatened. 
We are divided and those divisions are not trivial. But God is not divided. God's love in Jesus is not divided. In him we are drawn into a oneness that is not ours to contradict and that for our soul's sake we must not refuse. We can pray and meditate and study to open our minds and hearts more deeply into God's oneness. We can act in love, even if all we can do is make a phone call. Any action for love and justice draws us into God's oneness of love. Just now we are witnesses of this great sacrament of unity. May Christ thereby draw us into his life that we may share in the wisdom and love that is one with God, and so move more deeply into the oneness that God wills for our whole human family. Amen.